another Nothing But Nets with Clutch Points. I'm your host, Dave Early, here as always with Greg Dennis. Greg, how you doing? Dave, excited to be here. Big episode on tap. Looking forward to it. This is the first time we're not recording on a Wednesday evening because we couldn't let you listen to this podcast having heard us discuss Kyrie's imminent return without us knowing what ha- what happened in the game. So we punted it. This is an emergency pod for Kyrie Irving's return. It's finally upon us. It's, it's not like we're going to not talk about epidemiology and vaccines, but there is actual basketball to chop up. Yeah, it's about time. I mean, uh, there were there were a couple uh, <clears throat> couple weeks there in December where things were looking pretty bleak, but uh, last night we got to see the Nets as they were intended to be with their three stars. Kyrie Irving's debut it was a really fun game, and uh, it was great to see it was great to see Kyrie Irving back out there doing his thing. He is one of the most fun, objectively fun players to watch play, you know, given his size and his handle and how he makes some of the most athletic players just jump the wrong way, basically commit fully to to the way he's not about to drive or the shot he's not about to take. And it's pretty, pretty awesome to see. Um, And you, like you said, it, it did look bleak for a while there. Like there was a time where this was such a monumental pivotal pivotal like thing to the season where it's like if he never comes back they go from being finals favorites to just you know one of 10 teams that could win the title they probably won't now he comes back and it's like this is a much much bigger deal in terms of who will win the championship than any trade we'll see by february 10th yeah definitely i mean you mentioned watching Kyrie. i I forget who it was that, that has a, a take basically that um, he's, he's the most skilled player of all time. Like, like, you know, athleticism, height and size put aside just who has, who has the most basketball skills in one package um, that it, it, that it's Kyrie Irving. And I mean, it's certainly possible. Sounds like um, something Andre know. Iguodala would say he loves Kyrie. <laughs> it, it, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, one of those guys that has almost unanimous approval amongst his peers. It, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how certain guys, you know, they, they just everyone gushes over their ability on the court. I feel like Kyrie Irving is one of those guys. Devin Booker is kind of like one of those guys um, where – you know, you can just tell there's there's an admiration for for their skills. Um, so it was really fun seeing him out there, and you know, he really uh, he really looked good. Didn't look rusty. Um, you saw a few times where he's coming off picks, just squaring up perfectly, going into his shot. Everything looked pretty good. Sometimes when you see a guy come off an injury, they actually look better their first game then the next couple games or after a long layoff. So that would be interesting to watch, but he really looked, uh, he really looked pretty good. I thought. Yeah. That's a kind of a phenomenon we've seen with guys coming off health and safety <laughs> protocols. They'll have like a blow up game and then they'll kind of lag for the next few. Um, I don't have science to back that up, but it's just something I feel like I've noticed. 
Um, a lot of Agreed. these guys, Agreed. James Harden, for example, came back from it and was just, he looked the best he has all season before he snuck in like a uh, five or 14 game. Um, so yeah, maybe the adrenaline was there. It'd be interesting to see. We thought the next game that he was eligible to play in, um, I think there's 22 left, was going to be the January 12th showdown against first place Chicago, who's beaten them twice. But now I think they're going to sneak in one of the postponed games so that he could play in another one ahead of that on the 10th. Um, so yeah, maybe there'll be a lull, but everyone seemed to say he, he wasn't, he didn't look too nervous, even though he probably was, he didn't look too rusty. Everyone from Deandre Bembry to Steve Nash to, to Harden was basically like, he looks like Kyrie. And after the game, Kevin Durant said, it's because he's elite at everything is why he looks that way. You know, he, it's kind of like riding a bike for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I think, I think Durant also mentioned that he was sure Kyrie Irving was nervous, even though he didn't look it. I don't know. I've, I've never really seen Kyrie Irving look tight. I mean, he probably hit the biggest shot in the history of the league as well. So he, I think he's just one of those guys not saying he doesn't feel, you know, nervous at all, but on that spectrum, I think he's, I think he stays pretty loose no matter what the situation. Well, let me read you this Durant quote post game. Kev was asked, was Kyrie nervous? Did he have butterflies? I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. I know he didn't act that way. He got a nice poker face, but I'm sure he was, you know, haven't played in a long time, getting thrown into the fire like this mid season. I'm sure he was a little nervous, but it didn't seem like the way as the game went on, he got comfortable. You see him make highly athletic plays, knock down jump shots. It looked like he'd been around for a while. That's how you play when you're just elite at everything on a basketball court. Um, so <laughs> I guess he's saying he's so good that there's no rust, just like a streamlined, you know, beast. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it looked like. I mean, some, some of the, uh, some of the ball handling last night and the, and the shooting, I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a basketball player, sometimes ball handling is one of those things that kind of leaves the soonest and comes back the latest. But I guess when you have the best handle of all time, <laughs> that, that rule doesn't necessarily apply. He, he gets to play. It looks like he doesn't have to dribble. Like he gets to move as if he's just carrying it like a running back. Um, and everyone else has to bounce it. But for him, it's just on a string. Literally he had a game high 10 points in that fourth quarter, even though Durant had the quietest 39 points in the game. Uh, he's still leading the NBA in points per game. Um, it was Kyrie who was pretty clutch. She hit back-to-back pull-up jumpers. They came back from 17 down. Um, talked about after the game, igniting that with their defense. On that three-game losing streak they had, they were kind of getting lit up defensively. So it'll be interesting to see if they maintain that identity as a pretty good, surprisingly good defensive team now that Kyrie's back, or they just say, like, we don't need to grind like that, you know? Yeah, I mean – you know, you mentioned the three-game losing streak. I I wonder how much of that it was just kind of looking ahead to Kyrie Irving's return and almost feeling like they could let go of the rope a little bit, knowing that they were soon going to have a lot more margin for error. And, um, you know, maybe it was just uh, they just kind of lost their urgency there for a minute. 
uh, knowing that they were going to be fully stopped pretty soon. Yeah, I think that's pretty natural. I, I didn't find it surprising. It's like you got 10 bodies in protocol. Most of the guys are asymptomatic, but still you're at home for two weeks. Maybe you're not feeling 100%. You're certainly not playing NBA basketball. Um, the guys who are available are in the lineup for the first time in like two weeks. They're logging huge minutes. Patty Mills never never tested positive that I know of and, and was in the lineup for basically every game, logging the most minutes of his career. I think he's about 33 years old. And then finally, after all of that, you were like, Kyrie's coming back. We don't even need home court. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> right. We actually might prefer not to have home court. The only thing they really need to avoid now is like a seventh seed. So they don't end up in one of those one and done playoffs without Kyrie Irving in the game. That would be horrible. But everything else is kind of fine right. from a six seed right. up. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I would say, um, you know, they're they're sitting pretty right now. You know, I'm, I, I, I'll i be curious. I don't know if this is something that, that you heard um, while, while covering the team. Will Kyrie Irving, like, if he has a game, say, in Indiana, and then, you know, five, the next game he's going to be playing in is in Chicago, will he go back to New York and then back to Chicago? Or will he kind of meet the team uh, in the next place he's playing if it's more logistically convenient? I, th I think he's going to travel with the team. Um, he obviously lives in Brooklyn. So I think that he'll be traveling with them and trying to log as many practices as possible. And I think they'll try to take all the steps they can to make this, you know, they talk about continuity a lot. You'd think that him being at practice would at least give them some semblance of that when possible. but. You know, is there a scenario where they wouldn't just say, hey, you you do what you want and we'll meet you there? It could happen over the course of the season. I wouldn't think it's a normal occurrence, though. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, so let's see. Here was the other thing that Kevin Durant said. Kevin Durant, let me just add that in that post game, he looked happier than he usually he seemed happier. He's definitely, you know, he makes jokes sometimes with reporters for sure. Um, but it wasn't hard to notice an extra pep in his step with Kyrie Irving's return. I don't think it was just like, hey, we're going to win the championship. I think it was also like, finally, my friend is back, and I love playing with my friend. There was kind of that vibe to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about the vibe that's been kind of hanging over him and the team and just having to answer so many questions about, vaccine mandates and, <laughs> uh, you know, all, all the things that you probably, you know, that, that all of us are tired of talking about. So yeah. to be able to just um, play and, and play with the guy that he came to Brooklyn with and then he planned to come here and, and win championships. And now that that's back in play and Kyrie Irving looked great, I mean, you can see why he was so excited. Yeah, someone asked him, does he have a tell? Like if he didn't tell you specifically explicitly, he was nervous. Could you tell somehow? And he said, nah, he's just, Kai usually say if he's been nervous or, you know, he'll let people know his emotions. Sometimes when he tells me he's a little nervous and I think back, I'm like, he didn't look like it because the vibe didn't feel like you were nervous, but he internalizes a lot. He's a quiet person naturally, but he goes out there and plays with a lot of energy and passion. Um, he called the way that he plays beautiful. So 
rave reviews from a gushing Kevin Durant who seemed <laughs> legitimately delighted to get his buddy back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he's, he's had Harden and, you know, obviously he's has the utmost respect for Harden, but, but there is, there does seem to be some extra spark or degree of reverence with Kyrie Irving. Um, so it's just something, something I'm something to take note of. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll come back to that a spark and a reverence <laughs> for Kyrie. Cause I think, you know, coming into the season, maybe people underestimated the severity of Harden's hamstring. He was ranked pretty much around like fifth or sixth in these power rankings. Durant was about first or second. Harden was fifth or sixth. Kyrie was like 19th or 20th. Um, but having seen Harden through 33 games, I think people were wondering, like, maybe Kyrie's their second best player now. You think that's possible? Uh, I think it depends on the night. I think um, – Short answer, no. I, I would say I would say James Harden, when he's right, is um, is their second best player. But that's kind of that's kind of like the the thing about the Nets. It's like if Kyrie Irving is your third best player, then you just you're you're just in a ridiculous situation. <laughs> that's kind of what the Nets are. <laughs> All right. I mean, you know, you figure any other team in the league short of maybe the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, he's, he's one of your two best players. Yeah. So, you know, there, there was no reason to think that anything has changed in terms of his, his COVID vaccination stance. But of course, now that he's back, he was asked it pretty, pretty quickly. Um, did you get a chance to hear his answer to this question? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, um, it, it was somewhat vague, but if you read between the lines, I think uh, he, if anything, he, he's kind of emboldened in his stance and he's signaling that if something were to change, it wouldn't be on his end. Yeah. Yeah. He, so first of all, he said he did admit that it was a, it was a big deal to him to be back. Um, he said, yeah, you're right. I've had a lot of debuts but nothing comes close to this one. It just meant a little bit more because at this stage, you know, taking off eight months, um, dot, dot, dot. So I went in just an open mindset just to ground myself, be present and do whatever it takes to win. So eventually it did get to this topic. And like you said, I think he, he, he didn't say I definitely will. He didn't say like, I'm getting the Moderna on Wednesday. Um, and he didn't say, no way, nothing has changed. But he did say some things talking about, let me just read the quote. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Like I said earlier in the season, it's not an ideal situation. And I'm always praying that things get figured out. And we're able to come to some collective agreement. Whether it would be with the league or just things that's going on, that can help kind of ease what we're all dealing with with COVID and the vaccine. I think everybody's feeling it. So I don't want to make it simply about me and simply about someone lessening the rules for me. Uh, he said a little bit more, but I think that's what stood out the most, that if anything were to change, everyone can figure this out. I don't want to make it about lessening the rules for me, but if you wanted to. <laughs> so maybe he's... Well, I mean, if, if you operate on the premise 
that there's a good chance he was not going to get vaccinated, even if he couldn't play at all. Then and now he's getting to play and not be vaccinated, which is what he's wanted. Then it seems like a very slim chance that he would now get vaccinated. <laughs> right, even less reason to get vaccinated today than there was before they let him back. Right, exactly. The, um, that- now, I mean, in, unless unless he you know was kind of just waiting for a point and maybe at some point he would have, but you know, all indications to me are he he was willing to sit out this entire season and now he's not going to have to. So. Yeah. He added that. I, I know what the consequences were and I still know what they are right now. I'm going to take one day at a time. Just enjoy that. I get to play with my guys and however it looks later in the season, we'll address it then. So sound someone, Someone followed up and said, so there is a possibility. And he was like, oh, come on, man. Don't hang on me. Joking. Like, I got to run. Sorry. I'm out of time. Um, <laughs> and, the whole, and the whole room was laughing at that. So, uh, you know, like, the, I think the Nets are, are giddy that he's back. I don't think that there's any uh, reason to think he's going to change his mind. And I don't think that these other things that he's hinting at are going to change either. But I think... It does cast like no one in the Nets is, is worrying about this today. They're worrying about, you know, this week getting everyone back from COVID. But there is this looming thing like, can Joe and, and Clara Wu Sai and governors and owners offer him a five year max at the end of the season, hold him through the trade deadline to win a championship, then offer him that five year max if he's still going to be a part time player? Yeah, that's really interesting. And, um, you know, you. You went over that Kyrie Irving quote. It's um, clearly, there's clearly a lot that he's not saying, and he's clearly being very careful given how polarizing this issue is. And it's it's interesting to contrast it with um, Aaron Rodgers, who, who yesterday was asked about his reaction to a reporter not voting for him for MVP. And he basically just went the opposite route and, um, you know, was very candid and just blasted the guy. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see the reactions. One guy is clearly towing the line with the PR stance and one guy is, is just doubling down. Um, so that, that's just um, something that's there. But <clears throat> as far as the five-year max, so much that can happen between now and then. I think a lot of it will depend on what happens with the pandemic. You know, I, I don't know how long these uh, rules will be in place in New York City. Um, but, yeah, like you said, if they are and it's a situation where he's going to be a part time player, I, I don't see how they could um, offer him five, a five year max. Yeah. And I, I guess if you had to guess from reading what Kyrie said, maybe he thinks there is a better than small chance that something else changes in terms of i don't know what he, what he would say or plant-based plant-based vaccine or some sort of change to workers rights in new york city or what have you who knows but um i'm, I'm guessing maybe they can offer uh Kyrie like a like a there should be a max for part-time players like you know he, he in a way he's like a a microcosm for the shifting economy like the gig economy Everyone's looking for gigs, part-time jobs. Maybe health insurance won't come within his new contract, but 
he can he can just be like a, a contractor. Do you think he could work from home and be like a remote player? <laughs> <laughs> Five hour work week. Yeah, Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he may we may look back on him as as just the guy who's in sync with the times. I don't know. Well, I, I think that he would probably find a good image to summarize what you just said on his Instagram. Maybe something with <laughs> aliens or. <laughs> um but yeah not not a resounding yes not a resounding no did seem like he might think there's something open to changing in the future and this day and age after the last like 22 months or whatever it is does feel like everything's going to change in the future so maybe when we have this conversation on february 11th and they have not traded him things will feel a little bit different um yeah and i would just add that Given sort of the, the narrative around the Nets as like there was sort of like this preordained super team, you know, people were really getting on Durant about how he had left the Warriors and assembled another big three. Um, I do wonder if there's if there's partly a sentiment within the locker room of like, let's see if we could win it the, with this like strange dynamic with Kyrie not being available for home games. I mean, it, it would almost be too easy and anticlimactic if he was a full-time player and they won it. This kind of gives them uh, a challenge that we really haven't seen before. So you think they could dodge that, well, you just had another super team asterisk that some haters would place on their title if they won it? Yeah, I think I think that they can have their cake and eat it too now. It's like, Hey, you know, we won it with this crazy circumstance that everyone said might not work or wouldn't work. And, you know, we, we did it our way. Kyrie never caved. We always believed and we didn't even need him for home games. Adam, Adam, <laughs> Adam Silver would have to spin quite the yarn about this being the worst team in basketball for like three years, but Sean Marks brought in the Spurs culture uh, and they had all of this adversity from, you know, signing a player who was going to miss a season to then the pandemic hits. Right. And, and I this. mean, if Kyrie got the vaccine and a series and no series they played in ever even made it to six games, then, you know, I'm not saying he'd regret it, but it's fair to wonder if he's had these thoughts. Who? Durant? Kyrie. Kyrie. I'm saying like if he got if he got vaccinated against his wishes and he was able to play in every home game in the playoffs and they never even had to play in a game seven, which to me seems completely plausible. Would he question then, compromising his principles or whatever? Yeah. And from reading between the lines, I think it was Scoop B, Brandon Robinson wrote that part of his concern is the pre-existing health issues he's had in the past and not understanding exactly what a new biotechnology in terms of at least an mRNA vaccine might do to that, you know, what did he have like an infection in his kneecap from screws they placed in there. So if you had to guess from reading what little is out there, you might think that's a concern of his, or at least one of many. Yeah, I think, I think that's fair to, to assume that, that that's, concerned for sure so um 
we've heard we've heard he's looking into the plant-based vaccines i haven't heard anything about that recently but um still a lot of chapters to be to be told it's just a, yeah it is a very weird time and you did bring up aaron Rodgers, who was joking like you know this guy who has a vote for mvp First of all, he already decided who he was going to vote for before the year started. So it's up to you if you guys want to let him have a vote. Second of all, it sounds like he wants an MVVP. Um, it would be funny to imagine Kyrie being as sort of adamantly outspoken or comfortable with his position. Um, Kyrie opted for the much more sort of PR savvy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But he doesn't have the yeah, you know, I mean, three-time MVP that Aaron Rodgers might. Who knows? And whatever race. That's racial true. I mean, there are. <laughs> I, know, I know Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to imagine Kyrie uh, at, uh, calling calling a guy a bum. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but I mean, he <laughs> he did um, he did he did actually, as I'm recalling. Uh, I don't remember his exact quote, but he might have implied that some of the reporters were pawns, which, puppets, which is puppets. So that's yes, that's... He did the puppet <laughs> <laughs> So I may, I don't know. Maybe I spoke too soon. <laughs> I think he's just being more more couched. He might feel I don't have anything to gain. I have something to lose by just being fully open or, or ripping, or maybe it's beneath me to just go in on one reporter. But whatever. Um, getting back a little bit to basketball. So they'll start to ramp up now. They, we did get a, an update on Joe Harris. He sounds like he's still weeks away. Um, I thought Nash made pretty clear that he didn't want him to come back as soon as he's able to, he wants him to come back when this is fully behind him. So that could be a while, right? Cause ankle surgery is not going to be something that you don't have to think about right away. Yeah, I imagine it'll take him a while till he's fully ramped up. Um, you know, he 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 doesn't uh, have a lot of um, stop and start in his game, but certainly coming off screens and you know he he does elevate on his jump shot. Like I mean, he's gonna need he's gonna need to be hundred percent for sure. Was there anything in terms of the dynamic? of the offense. Like this is the ninth regular season game that the big three was out there. That's not a lot. Um, in many ways, they're still going to be figuring each other out maybe the rest of the season. Um, and I think James Harden said something to that effect after the game he said, yeah, we love having Kyrie out there. This is going to take us a while. Um, was there anything that you saw that, that has you looking ahead? Do you think, you know, is Harden going to be the point guard? I know Kyrie has said in the past, about a year ago, you're the point guard. Do you think that that will work? Um, what do you think of the big uh, I, on the floor together? I, I think it's going to be pretty easy, to be honest. Um, just because the way all those guys play, it, it's like it, it, it often doesn't really feel like they're taking away from each other. And, you know, the stage of, the, of their career that each one of them are in, there's not really a lot of um, insecurity about being being uh, the third wheel. It seems like they're really just um, trying to complement one another. Although it's obvious Durant is you know the best guy in the team. Um, so I, I I thought it looked pretty seamless. I mean, it'll just be interesting to see 
you know, it's essentially two different teams now. It's like the team you're going to have at home and the team you're going to have on the road. Uh, so it'll just be interesting to see like how, how that kind of plays out as far as rotations and effort and, you know, whether there's kind of like a over-reliance on Kyrie, like, well, he doesn't get to play all the time. So let's, let's let him shine while he, you know, in these away games, that, that'll be interesting to see. Do you have any sense over the next, like, you know, 15 games, which group will have more success? The team that has continuity without Kyrie and home court or the team where it's like, we're just figuring it out, but we have a superstar in the lineup. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see the home and away splits. Uh, I imagine a lot of it will depend on the opponents, but it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if, if we look back and, and their record was no better on the road. Just because, as we as we mentioned before, there could just be a heightened sense of, of urgency on the, at home, for one. Number two, you'll be playing with the team that's already been the one seed in the East the whole year. And number three, you're at home, which is, you know, most teams play better at home. The Nets so, are 10-9 and nine at home and 14-3 and three on the road, as is. So most likely they're going to get worse on the road, mm-hmm. even with the infusion of supercharged Kyrie. Yeah, you would think you would think those numbers would start to even out a little, but maybe not. We'll yeah, you would surely. But on the other hand, <laughs> if I told you that they went undefeated for the rest of the year with games all their big three was active, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Um, Definitely I think not. I think that Nash will probably want to get some load management going. So I would think that some of these road games Irving is available, he would actually rest one of take the opportunity to rest one of KD or Harden, maybe. Um, especially if it was like the second of a back-to-back and he thought Kyrie and Harden was good enough to buy a game off for KD in Oklahoma, something like that. Yeah, it makes sense, or, or at the very least, uh, reduce minutes. Yeah, so it, it's possible that they wouldn't just trounce fools with the big three because of reasons like that as well, just you know, managing minutes as the rest of the season goes forward. Um, but that's where we are today. Uh, the Nets are in second place behind the Bulls, who they play pretty soon. DeMar DeRozan looks, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Did you have any idea that he would have a career year at this point in his career? Never saw it coming. Apparently, he uh, went to Chicago and became Michael Jordan. So <laughs> <He> really did. <laughs> so wasn't weird. expecting it. Zach Levine is obviously Scottie Pippen, and DeRozan is Jordan. We're watching the, the '90s Bulls, I guess. Have you um, ever? But I thought I had Demar pegged when he was in <clears throat> Toronto. As you know, he's a nice guy. He's not an All Star. He's kind of like Jimmy Butler without the defense. Maybe I think you might have said that first. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, that's when I, I, I looked at his numbers and Jimmy Butler's and they're almost identical offensively, but then you remember Jimmy Butler is also like first team, all defense, but well, yeah, I, gap I never, was, is not here now. Right. No, I mean, you know, DeMar seems like a great guy and I'm happy for him because I think like he would have always been known as the guy Toronto traded for Kawhi Leonard and then immediately won a championship. <laughs> and now and now he's kind of like i mean he's gonna be he's definitely gonna be a starting on the all-star team i think i, I, I he at least deserves to 
he might be quick to point out like <clears throat> I averaged more than this when I was 27 in 2017. Um, but that's fine. I'll let you fools all take note now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I guess it's um, something about the way he's doing it, and the Bulls are are such a good story. I guess that they're in first place, and he, I mean he's still this is his age thirty two mm-hmm. season, so it's not like uh, he's beyond his prime necessarily. Um, <clears throat> but it, I didn't expect this to be like one of the top rivals for for home court and. Uh, you know, when we have this conversation next week, we'll be talking about that game. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, so what do you think the Nets, do they have two starting all-stars? What will they actually have? Yeah, do you, do you well, I guess there's actually, and then should they, would, would you have Harden uh, starting in the all-star game? I mean, you know, his numbers he hasn't been himself, but like when you look at him, he's still he's still pretty up. He's up there. Yeah, actually, uh, you caught me off guard. I'm not sure what my answer would be. If I took the full landscape of the East, I wouldn't be surprised if I found someone like DeRozan to start over him. Um, but maybe there's maybe there's room for both. I I really have to look at it. So let me get back to you on that for for next week's one for sure. Um, but in terms of what do they actually have, regardless of the votes and how it breaks down, I think the Nets have one MVP and two All-Stars easily. Sounds about right. I don't think Kyrie will deservedly make it just because he can't play enough. Can't get him on the All-Star team for playing like seven games, but um, he is an All-Star. Well, I mean, Cl- Clutch Sports started a social media campaign for Ben Simmons to get voted in, so I don't see why. Kyrie can't uh, catch up to some of these guys. What what would happen to Sixers fans if, if Ben Simmons <laughs> got voted to start on the All Star team by the fans of other teams I, just trolling Philly? Oh my god, that would, it would be a meltdown. I mean, it's already a meltdown. So, <laughs> and would he play, or is he not mentally ready to play? In the no, he, I I I don't think he would play. Although, and I would hope he'd be advised not to play. But uh, he obviously has had some questionable advice. All along, so you know. <laughs> if you if you don't reach Paul, you might you might be tempted to say, "Hey, just get out there, see." Yeah, why not? See, Maybe you'll win MVP. Played in a while. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, Greg Dennis. Thanks so much as always for all of your opinions. You have any uh, parting shots for us? Uh, no, I think I think we left it all out on the floor today, Dave. I appreciate that. Appreciate your time and your thoughts. All right. Talk to you soon. Talk soon. Take care.